So what's up? Um, not much. I've uh, been at my parents' house for about, like, uh, a week. Um, after having gone to uh, upstate New York for uh, personal business. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. I had a visitor. Yeah. I had a visitor last week. That's fucked up. Do you think it was me and, like, I forgot? That's entirely possible. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to see you that badly, so... <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're hanging in there, doing okay. I am hanging in there, uh, just, I, I'm mentally preparing for, uh, quitting my job, I think. Hell yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, complicated, uh, in the process of talking to one of my college friends, hoping they can hook me up, well, they said they'd refer me, and like, we love being, we yeah. love being referred. We love, we love, we love favoritism is the thing. Favoritism, nepotism, those things are great when they're working for the, when they're working in the, when, when these things are being done in favor of the common man or common woman, as it were, that, that's when these things are good. Yeah. And, and nepotism was always my favorite troll. So. You there? Yeah. Sorry. My mic probably just didn't pick up the heavy side that I just did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing fine. <laughs> uh, there was supposed to be an episode last week that you and I recorded in person, but then I yep. got but then I got sick. You got sick. You got, I got, you got like, the doo-doo ass. I got like three different types of sick because the day the day before yeah. you came, I got like the, a stomach bug that I probably contracted at my family reunion, which my mother was suspecting was norovirus, which I believe it. Um that happened, and then I recovered from that after a couple of days of you being here and taking care of me, and then I had, like, a mm-hmm. blissful eight hours of being okay, and then Friday morning I woke up and started experiencing some severe effects or withdrawal. Um, I do remember that. So that was really fun. Um, I was able to abate the symptoms with weed, mostly, but um, it was... I do also remember that. <laughs> it was it was, it was was tough out. It, it was tough out here. Um, I know. And then on the Sunday, on the Sunday that you left, uh, the stomach bug came back and I was sick for another two days. And then I, yeah, it it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. And then it was my birthday. And then it was your birthday. You turned 27. Oh, I I was trying to think of a funny number. The thing is we need more funny numbers. Like I, I, it's not 69 and 420. That's just. Two, that's two funny numbers out of, like, infinite numbers. Right. That's not enough. Yeah. We need mathematicians to get on this. We really do. Um, and then I just spent the entire time since you've been, since, since you returned to your home, I, uh, just reading Higurashi, pretty much. Uh, I finished, I finished. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been playing, like, uh, Pokemon, basically, since then. Yeah. It, so. It's sometimes just like that. You should read Higurashi is the thing. First chapter's free on Steam. I've, yeah, I kind of feel like I should. I think you might. I think you might like it. What if there were? Listen, what if there was a small town and it had a dark secret? Well, that's not possible. Listen, I know it's. I know small it's, towns are always normal. Uh, there's a reason that uh, David Lynch, master of the master of the surreal, said uh, nothing weird will ever happen in a small town, and I won't make any media about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, I finished, I, I, yeah, I finished chapter two last night and I have been turned, like, my brain feels like I have been, I have fed it like, like, like high grade poison. Like my brain is undergoing a, <laughs> some, po- some poisoning effects, but it is like, this is some primo grade poison. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, you got that. It's toxic. That's good poison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm, Watanagashi. It's toxic. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Takano said. You'll you'll get that joke when you've read the. Well, you'll get that joke when you've read it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm nodding appreciatively, yeah. as though I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's been most of my shit. Um, I'm trying to think if I did it. Oh, I started watching the I, I started watching the Owl House. That's that's good. Oh yeah, that, that looks. So cute. I'm, I'm, I I want to check it out eventually, but I have like five million like Tumblr cartoons to watch. So <laughs> must you be so dismissive? I, I'm not being dismissive. Tumblr like, cartoons. You know, I, Tumblr cartoons. It's a Twitter cartoon. I'm not. I'm not saying that as like. I'm not saying that derogatorily. I'm saying you know appreciatively. <laughs> Like I like I, I'm saying this because I still need to finish uh, Steven Universe Future, which I've been meaning to get back to. Steven's Universe. Yeah, he never did find that universe. I, I want to see the Owl House. It looks cute, and I, I hear I hear there is there is a little bit of gay in it. There is there is some gay in it. I, I've heard that it gets like giga gay at, at some point in the current season, which I'm excited to get to. Ooh. So. Can't can't wait for that to happen. It gets gigay. Gigay. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I'm bringing those two things up so that I can get them out of the way so that they are not my my recommendation this week. My recommendation this week may shock and Ooh. surprise you. I hope it's not the movie we just watched. <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of. Number one bad CGI wolf podcast, I guess. You're no, number one with a silver bullet podcast. No, you're number one wolf job podcast. Yes. God, this movie would have been but would have been improved by the presence of Wolf Job. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm just gonna look at an image of Wolf Job real quick. I don't need to look at an image. It's plastered to the back of my eyes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there it is. That good old wolf job. That looks better than CG in this movie. Um, yeah. At the very least, it looks about the same. Um, we're joined by... I can't remember, You haven't been on yet, right? Have you been on? I was on for uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes! Right, 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 right. Okay, yes. Uh, returning guest then, Neve. Hey. Hi. And we watched... Hi. We watched Le Pac de Loup, uh... Uh, we watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood of the Wolf. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood of the Wolf. Uh, 
And it was a movie. It was a movie. Uh, it was a lot of a movie. Yeah, it's... 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 I will say, there were some good movies in there. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was, you know, just sort of packing peanuts. Yeah, but... a lot of packing peanuts in this movie. Um, so... Which you wouldn't think you would have in, like, 18th century France. Right. But, you know. But, you know, they, the they age of enlightenment. Do. They made do. Yeah. You had Voltaire saying, like, oh, uh, packing peanuts, you know, they're great. Packing penis. That's what, that's what, that's, that's true. what trans masks do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm also packing penis, but, like, in a different way. Yeah. Like, in, in the same way people, you know, that I'm packing penis. Like, I'm packing heat. I'm packing penis. <laughs> it's like, uh, you can't attend this bar if you're packing penis. <laughs> okay, so this movie starts uh, during the French Revolution. Yeah, it's got this uh, framing device yeah, that the, doesn't really do anything. The framing device that starts and that, that it's, it's, it's just bookends. It's not... Yeah. Like, and I, I guess I don't need a framing device to like stay like relevant or anything. I, that's not, I don't want to sound like I'm like complaining about the framing yeah. device. It's just like the 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 amount. This it's. I forgot that this movie took place entirely in flashback until the very end when uh the the camera pu- pulls out and we're back at the French Revolution and the guy who wrote who's writing his memoir is off the guillotine. Mm-hmm. So sad. But so we meet. Uh, uh, we meet our guy, Marquis de Apcher. I did not pronounce that right. I, I don't know how, I, I can't say anything in French. I, I can, I can approximate French, but All I right, can't that, really, that shit. I don't speak hit, it. Hit that shit then, Slimer. Uh, hang on, I need to look at how it's spelled. D apostrophe uh, A-P-C-H-E-R. D'Apcher? D'Apcher, yeah, I guess something like that, I don't know. If you're French, uh, don't interact with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of good comic artist B uh, of a ghost story and the panel that she recently drew of someone saying it's time to talk about the French people with big air quotes around <laughs> people <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that yeah I don't know Christina and the Queens is allowed to comment on this podcast if they want but yeah um so yeah Marquis writes a, a memoir when he was uh he was what, when I was a young boy. When, when, yeah, he was... What was exactly Marquis' role in the... Like, what... What? what why was I he... I don't remember. <laughs> he seemed kind of like he was just hanging around. Yeah, like, because the, the two I, guys... I, I feel are, like we should get... The, the two guys are the focus... Sorry, are the, go ahead. The two guys that are the focus of the movie are uh, Fronsac and... Uh, who's a, a knight of King Louis the Fifteenth And... Uh, uh, Chevalier. Chevalier, thank you. Um, yeah. And Mani, who is uh, an Iroquois, an Iroquois friend of his, played by uh, oh, what's his name, Mark something from uh, Mark the De- Mark DeCassius. Yeah, from uh, John Wick and other things. Oh, that, one of those, he uh, was in John Wick. Yeah, I, I, I he was knew the sushi I, guy. Yeah, I knew I recognized him. He, he's he's one of those people that you see and it's like, oh yeah, it's this guy. Yeah, weird. Uh... Weird, weird casting. Weird there. casting there. Uh, just a strange casting decision. A, a rare miss on race relations from the nation of France. 
Yeah, they really just... Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the cast list. Jeremy Renner. Okay, it's not Jeremy Renner, but there is Jeremy Renier on this cast list. Oh, is he like uh, Is he like Jeremy Renner with like a pencil mustache? It's... Basically, let me, let me look at this man. This is... He, I mean, he does kind of look here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this image. He does kind of look like, like, like he could have been a bargain bin J- Jeremy Renner at some point in his life. Yeah, I, I, I for sure see it. It's like, hello, I am Jeremy Renner. Use my app. I am Hawkeye. I shoot the arrows. And, <laughs> he does all that uh, shit. Yeah. I love he it. does say all that. You're... Uh, you know, his accent was worse than mine. Yeah. So yeah, we we meet the two guys who are, who are the like the the focus of this movie, who are uh, Fronsac and uh, we meet Fronsac and Manny Ramirez. Yep, uh, L- AKA El Tigre. Yeah, that's true. Um, Wait, was that that's, was that that kid's name? It was Manny something. Hold on, I need to I need to look that up. It might have been Manny <laughs> Ramirez. Oh, it was Manny Rivera. Oh yeah, it was Manny. Was it was a Man- about... it was Manny R. There we go. So. Um, yeah. So they, there is a beast that is, what is this, what was this thing? Because you told me this is like a, a thing that I just didn't know. Yeah, the uh, the beast of uh, Girardin, which is, um, it was like, it, it was basically in this time period. It was like a wolf thing. I think it was reported to have hooves or something. And it attacked a bunch of like livestock and children. And then uh, they shot it with a silver bullet and then they stuffed it and sent it to the king. And, you know. That was the end of that, I guess. It, it was really fascinating to me, like when I was a kid, but I, I haven't really like looked into it recently. Yeah. Um. Uh, 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 I, I, I will say part of the reason I wanted to watch this movie is because uh, last week we did see uh, Dev Patel in The Green Knight, and I thought, boy, you know, I want like a dark fantasy movie that's set in the past, you know. And you really got I, you I bet, really got what you were angling for on this one, weren't you? Ah, you? Uh, you know, care, be careful what you wish for. This was dark. It was dark. I guess. Uh, you know, like the Green Knight, it was very long and slow. Yeah, but uh, um, Fonsac, uh meets a couple of meet, meets some uh, 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 a couple of ladies that who he's in love with. There's Marianne and there's Sylvia. Yeah. Uh, Shout outs to them. Yeah. They, they're, they're like, there's just a bunch of dead bodies turning up, turned up and fucked up by this beast. And I, I do remember the first death we see on the screen. It's just a lady who like, you can't see the bottom half of her body and she's yeah. just sort of like flailing around like the car dealership tube man. Yeah, she's, 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 she's doing a Mr. Wacky cosplaying. She turned, she's turning into an inflatable. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should say that like the camera work in this movie is fucking insane. Yeah, it's. It's, it, is, it's, it is wacky. It's who's the cinematographer? Dan, you know this guy was also a cinematographer on John Wick three and John Wick two. Get out of town! And the and the the he okay. This guy this guy has a really really good uh, 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 resume here. Like like just looking. At, okay, well I I know I just said that, but I'm also looking at the fact that he directed the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I can completely see. But this guy also directed John Wick one and two. He directed Crimson P. Or he he was the cinematographer on those things. Sorry, not directing. Um, yeah, director of photography. Yeah, he uh, the Shape of Water. Um, 
God damn. The s- Deliver Us From Evil, the West Craven. Oh, no, wait, that's not what I'm thinking of. That's a different Deliver Us From Evil. You did a... Uh... Anyway, shouts, shouts out Dan Lawson. Uh, yeah, you like did, you did something in this movie. I don't know if I like it, but I do oh. like that you did it. Yeah, he was he he was you know he was trying something. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh yeah, he also did uh, the Silent Hill movie, which uh, Christoph Gunn also directed. Who uh, directed this movie? I'm gonna say it. Better movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it or played Silent Hill. I, so. Well, I don't know if it's a better movie. It's a movie that I enjoyed more than this one, which is kind of like that's fair. This movie just kind of like I I don't think this movie was like bad or anything i just kind of it was it wasn't bad there there were stretches where it was pretty good but i just felt like this i just felt like so much of this movie was like me being like and and what's happening like now? how much fucking time is left yeah that too i I, it's, it's, I feel like my film comprehension has gone down severely over the past year a little bit yeah which is not great for someone who hosts a movie podcast but what can i say i'm just i'm doing what i can do you know you know uh you, you gotta yeah. Uh, so while invest, they're they're investigating. They're looking at. Uh, they're like they. So they're looking at the victim, and they find. Uh, they just keep finding a bunch of steel on the. Yeah, they find metal on the bodies, and so like that's fucked up. Uh, yeah. There's no steel type Pokemon in this region. <laughs> it's Gen One. That it hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, it's Gen One. It hadn't been invented yet. It's the 1700s. Yeah, so it's Gen One. <laughs> This is you know, the, psychic type was still broken. This is what Gen Oneers want. It's yeah. Psychic type wasn't broken. You just you just hit them with a leech life and deal ten damage. Oh yeah, how could I have forgotten? Leech life, you love uh, that move. It, it was wild to me that like leech life became good. Yeah. like all of a sudden, leech life being a good Pokemon move now is ridiculous to me. That that move has been a joke for as long as I've remembered. Like I just it, extremely like just de- like, it's chunk, like chunking in a, chunking a Zubat in a cave for like ninety percent of its health, and then it leech lifing me for ten of that HP back. Uh, was yeah. always it's just a mainstay of of Pokemon to me. Yeah, it's like when when you're like if you. If you're the kind of crazy person like me who wants to catch a Zubat so you can eventually have a Crobat, which is sick, you know, there's a long stretch where you're like, like, I wish this had literally any other moves. I wish this had Tackle. Beach life. It's a bad move. It's a bad move. Oh, well, it was anyway. Yeah, it's good now. They should do that with more moves. Make them make, take bad moves and make them better. Yeah. Um, so we watched a movie or something, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, so yeah, they, 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 God, what happens next? So they, they are trying to figure out what's going on and they're not doing a very good job of it. Um, and so a new guy comes in to kill the beast. Uh, Lord, mm-hmm. Lord de Botern. Um, and uh, he says, "All right, front sack, get out of here." Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, th- when he's there, this is when they realize that. Uh, uh, fr- yeah, he tells front sack to go home, and then realizes that the beast is the 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 the, the wolf is like being used by like a fucking, you know, cl- like like I said, if a small town had a fucked up secret, what would that be like? 
Yeah. And the fucked up secret is that it's, they, it's, they it boggles use, the mind. They use a beast to call the population. Yeah. And I, I feel and like we're painting in very broad fear. strokes here. We are. Which I think is out of necessity because I don't know. This, I, mo- I this think movie we are just, both struggling movie, to remember a lot of this movie. This movie just slid off of my brain like a like 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 an I don't even know what it just completely slid off my brain and I just accidentally poured fucking melted wax onto my mouse pad. One second, god damn it! Take your time. I'm I'm looking in my notes, which are kind of sparse, which I kind of regret now. Yeah, but I'm just seeing the word mallet here, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's mallet. That's good. It's mallet. That's good. He, uh, you know. Uh, back then they only had one gick, and it was, uh, they didn't even have the hand being crushed by the mallet, they just had the mallet. There we go. So, yeah, the, the Brotherhood of the Wolf, that's what, that's what, well, that, the thing, the, the, the secret society that's using the beast is called the Brotherhood of the Wolf, and there's, like, this really weird scene where the beast that we, like, this source of horror that we were supposed to be afraid of for the rest of this movie, at, like, the 25-minute mark, they give us, like, a completely unobstructed view of it, and it looks like shit. It looks so bad. Like, I... Like, I... It's... Like, you you compared it to Doctor Who when we were watching it, and it's like, on one hand, I get the comparison, because Doctor Who CGI is, like, kind of comically bad in that way, but, like... Doctor Who's CGI feels so much more like them working within the very strict budget limitations that they have. Like, yeah. I like a lot of the CGI in Doctor Who, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, it, yeah, the, the CGI in Doctor Who has, like, much more clarity of intention, I think. Yeah, and, like, they know that they know what they are doing, and they're working within their small budget. They're working within that small budget, but yeah. this just feels like... I don't know. I feel like they were trying to. Wait, this like they, is, they're they're taking such a big swing and like they're whiffing really hard on yeah, it. I I think concept. I, I'm sure that like I, I want to see like what the concept art for this monster looked like because I can. I think it would have been really cool. I, I can imagine this looking really great in concept art drawings and just not making the transition to this to the to the small CG offerings that there were back in like the uh, early 2000s. Like I mean, I say small CG offerings like Lord of the Rings didn't come out like. When did, was the first Lord of the Rings? Yeah. 2004? It was like 2001, I think. Was it really? Damn. Yeah, it was, it was like 2001 through 2003, I think, and it was like one a year. That makes the quality of the Beast even more, like, strange to look at to me then. Because it's like, this is... I don't know. It just feels. It just yeah. feels like they want. They went. They shot bigger than they than they could get for this for this CG. Yeah, exactly. Like I went into this movie thinking like the uh, the thing from Jaws about how like it's scary if you don't see it. I always thought that was kind of trite. And then I watched this movie and it's like, uh, you know, no, that's that's actually a pretty that's pretty sound logic governing that. Yeah, you, you thought that was a trite rule. There's nothing. Well, like, there is, okay, there is I didn't, nothing that can do. There has never been anything that can be put on the. Okay, very rarely is no. there something that they can put on the screen that is scarier than whatever you can conjure in your mind's eye. Right. Right. Okay. Like, I I don't think it's a bad rule. I think overall it's a good rule. But I I always sort I I kind of felt like you know, like. I You're felt built like that different. Was, that's, <laughs> you would, I, I felt like that. <laughs> you would simply show and also tell. <laughs> I, I feel like having that as like a hard rule is like kind of stifling, and I feel like there's more interesting room to play with if like you do show a little bit. But they did. But the but thing like, is they didn't. They didn't show a little bit. Like yeah. The, the point. The yeah. Exactly. They they, they went whole pussy out. They with showed this a, thing. They showed a lot of bits. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's I I did not want to see that much of the the guy. Yeah, Mr. Beast. That's that's the guy. That's Mr. Beast. He's the one who drank that crystal Pepsi and puked. Yeah, uh, that's L.A. Beast. Fuck. God damn. Is Mr. Beast the one who is is L.A. Beast the same one who made those burger pop up stands that were giving everyone the shits? Uh, that's Mr. Beast. God damn it! I can't win. <laughs> The people of France were just, like, eating his nasty burgers and being like, this sucks. We gotta kill this guy. Yeah. So, so, they fucking... Okay. Alright, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest something. Okay. Do you think maybe it would be beneficial to go against the form, the usual format of the show and, like, just sort of, like, touch on various aspects of the movie individually? I guess Because I don't so. think either of us are up for a play-by-play. Yeah, uh, I I just, like, let's let's talk about the scenes that we liked, because there was yeah. a lot, like, despite my, confu- despite my confusion at, like, the, the cohesion of this film, I did, like, a lot of it. Like, yeah, um, I, I, I did also, I did, there's cool shit in this movie. Like, Mark Dacascos is, like, I, 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 I liked the core, the fight scenes where he was beating yeah. the shit out of everyone. Yeah. It's good, like, you know, obviously he's good at fighting. Yeah. And it's, I I thought it was shot pretty well. Yeah, I I, I did like the choreography a lot. Um, I, I, I think one of the best scenes in the movie for me is the, the, very little of this movie hit for me, but the one scene that did hit is, um, maybe like an hour and a half into the movie, Mani dies. Um, yeah. Because he's surrounded by like this, this, this cult, this brotherhood of the wolf that is like, Killing yeah. people in the name, killing people and using the wolf to hide it. Um, He's surrounded by this gang of furries. Yeah, and you should read Higurashi, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see how those two things are related. <laughs> the gang of fur, yeah, gang of furries. That's what Higurashi's about. Uh, well, I mean, this the seventh chapter of Higurashi is titled Kemonoshi, So, I mean, it's a little little joke, yeah. little joke for you there. Yeah, I, I can't wait to learn Japanese, so I know what the joke is. The the joke is just that every Higurashi chapter uh, is titled something that ends with she, and then Kimono is beast. Gotcha. It's often used to like for like I, I, like in Japanese, a furry artist would be like a Kimono artist, if I'm not right. mistaken. I wish I knew enough Japanese to do like a like a Higurashi when doves cry joke. <laughs> Uh, well, the thing, the thing is that Higurashi is, you would need to find the, the Japanese word for doves, because... Right, because Higurashi, like... Higurashi, what? Higurashi no Nakukoro ni is, Higurashi is, uh, is cicadas, much like yes. Umaneko no Nakukoro ni is I know, I knew Umaneko was, uh, seagulls, yeah. yeah. Um, what is Japanese, what is Japanese for dove? I looked it up, but I wasn't sure how it fit into, like... I don't speak the language is the thing. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's just, yeah, it, it, from what from what Google has told me, uh, uh, Hato no Nakukoro ni. So, <laughs> there's a great, sure. there's, a, <laughs> there's a great post for you. Uh, let me just, when doves cry, single album art. Yeah, just, just get the, just get the Higurashi text and slap that over uh, this image. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send me an image? Uh, I'll, I mean, I, it's the image of the, do- it's the, it's the when doves cry image, like, it's an image that Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, I, 
Yes, okay. Perfect. We will make phenomenal content with this. And then let me just give you the 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 Higurashi no no Nakukoro ni image. There, just ju- go to go to town. Thank you so much. Uh so so what what else did we like about this movie? The the um, I, I not to jump all the way I, to the ending. We're not going to stay at the ending, but uh to jump to the ending, I really like the thing you said when we got there, which was like when we were when we were reminded, "Oh yeah, this is this is all like in a framing device that's taking place during the French Revolution." Yes. Because the uh-huh. because um Marquis, the the guy who is writing the the his his like tales and stuff, he gets like marched out to the guillotine in the middle of the in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um and he, <laughs> you said it felt like the end of uh uh Remember Me with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, where like the last shot pans out and he's just in the World Trade Center. Yeah. <laughs> God, that movie is so ridiculous. I haven't seen it. Um, okay, another great another great moment for me in this movie is uh they when the when we see the Brotherhood of the Wolf meeting in proper for like the first I think and the only time. Um Yeah, they're all dressed in like red. Yeah, like, it's it's like I, I think it's sort like of the like end of a cardinal Fuzz. look. It's the end of Hot Fuzz yeah, to me. Exactly. Um Frankly, it's entirely possible that like that was a reference to this in Hot Fuzz. That that in Hot Fuzz was a reference to this of some variety. I mean, it was. Okay. It, I like you know the cloaks is the cloaks is you know that's just like ch- typical cult shit. But I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking about it. Um, but so they bring the corpse of uh Fronsac, uh and uh they dig him up. Yep. And he's buried for a while. Yeah. Uh, they, they they were digging, they were digging in the ground for Fonsac. <laughs> I think I think it can digging in the ground for Fonsac. Uh, That's what the beast does. That's a special power. Yeah. So and then he's then he in the middle of their sermon he's like, "Hey, guess what? I'm alive, and I'm going to kick the shit out of all." I'm of alive. You. I'm. I have culturally appropriate uh, face paint on now to honor my dead friend. <laughs> to honor my dead, to honor my dead bestie. Um, right. <laughs> the scene I, I completely didn't finish my sentence. There's a scene that I was talking about earlier where, um, uh, after Mani dies, there is this scene like his bloody corpse is returned to uh, uh, Fransak, and he like tearfully like cleans the body for like burial yeah and that scene really really worked for me i feel like a lot of the emotion of this movie did not just went completely over my head but Mm -hmm. that that scene in particular did really hit i I thought that was a pretty good scene uh like with all the movie i felt like it was just weirdly protracted but you know i i thought like the core of the scene was good yeah yeah um, but, but so he just, Fronsock just comes and kicks the shit out of everyone. And then he has this final showdown with this other guy, uh, um, Jean-Francois. Who yeah. is like, he's, he is the, he, he, he is, uh, the master of the beast. And, uh, he also did sexually assault, uh, another woman in this, a woman in this movie, which great job from him. Um, you know, I, yeah, I regret calling him hot earlier in the movie. Yeah, I, I, 
Jean Mar- Jean Francois and Marquis square off, and Jean Francois whips out the fucking ivy from Soul Calibur sword. Yes, it's it was that legitimately does whip. Yeah, li- quite literally, it does. Um, it can't. Uh, no, yeah, go ahead. Nothing, nothing. I, I just, yeah. I'm just thinking about this movie. I do also think the reveal is cool, because for the whole movie, you think, like, he only has one arm, mm-hmm. and then he takes his, and then he takes his, like, coat off, and then he reveals that, like... It grew back. Yeah, he has, like, this weird, like, corset on that's, like, sealing his arm under, yeah. underneath. Yeah, he, he, was, he was force-femmed. He was. Force-femmed by, cor- I mean, I know corsets were, like, a, not exactly a degendered thing, but, like, you know, a, a man would wear a corset. Yeah. Right? Well, I, I was just thinking because, like, you know, it's very feminine to have like a fucked up monster arm. Yeah, that is a tip. That is a typically feminine trait. Yeah, I, I remember when I, when I was over, we had a lot of fun uh, comparing our monster arms. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was great. I like how mine has two thumbs on it. <laughs> it's bifurcated. Yeah, I can I can hold so many things in different ways. I'm. I got like it's like they're you on can, opposite sides, like General Grievous. You only need one hand to hold the to to use both analog sticks. Yeah. Oh God, I swear I I turned off the fan and the AC in my room for the for the recording purposes, and I feel like I'm being cooked. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, th- there's. <laughs> I I feel like it is detracting from the quality of this episode of podcast. A little bit. I mean, I don't think this was ever bound to be like. An airtight, you know, best of fear baiting. Like, I, I feel like th- this whole episode has just been us cutting loose a little bit. Yeah, like, straight up, if, if we had done, like, a commentary track over this movie, like, talking about it as we watched it, like, this movie still would have just, like, slid off of my brain, like, like yeah. just, like, like, I don't even know what. It's just like. so much. It's, it's too much movie. It's so much, and it's so little, and it's... I, I it just completely just wrote just just bounced off my head the and I wish that it had you, know, you only get to see Sylvia's cool outfits for like thirty seconds at a time yeah she wears a fucking tri corner hat and you see it for like you see it twice and barely at all in those two instances and she's wearing like cool veils all the time yes she is and she's not even in the full frame either it's bullshit you really can't see a single damn thing that she's wearing it's such a shame um. I was misled by those photo sets on Twitter. <laughs> what what else is what else is good in this movie? That you I'm gonna to look at my notes and see what else is going on in here. Sure, go for it. There's a there's kind of a nice scene where they're talking about like it's they're at the ruins and like they're talking about like how there were Cathars there or something mm-hmm. and they got wiped out. That's kind of cool. I love a good ruin. We love we uh, love our ruins. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the, we got the force fem tactics, cause they're, uh, the soldiers are dressing up as women to try to find the, uh, to try to draw out the beast. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. I do, I do remember that. Um, remember the scene when they, when they trip in the woods? Well, they don't, the thing that's, yeah. like, they don't, they don't, they don't even, they don't even, they show don't me, even trip in the woods. They don't even show me like an early 2000s, like, drug tripping scene. Yeah, man, it just gives them like, 
the fucking mushroom, and then is like, "Well, you're high now." Yeah, Manny, gives, you him can a, see that. Manny gives him a mushroom. Is like, "This will you will the visible the invisible will become visible to you," and he's like, "Cool." You will think that this edible is not shit. <laughs> he eats the mushroom and is like, "This isn't doing anything," and then he falls over. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, another reveal about this that I thought was cool was just that the the, the Brotherhood of the Wolf was actually it, it was not a wolf it was a lion. It was a lion, you know, like we were. It, it was a lion that. they dressed up to look like like a, a third or fourth stage Digimon evolution. <laughs> yeah, and not a good one. Yeah, it looks like one of like the evil like corrupted ones that you like find like one episode right, you, in Frontier or something. You, you have to you have to you have to dislodge the black gear from this from this guy. Yeah, you, you gotta like, you know, purify the digicode and then like exactly. uh he's nice actually. He's nice. And it was Yeah, and it was the Digimon that sounds like a pervert that did this to them. <laughs> it's really funny how yeah, we should have watched Digimon. It's really funny how one of the main villains in the first season of Digimon is just like a guy dressed like a vampire. Yeah. Or, like, one of them is just, like, a dude who looks like an ape, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of them is just a... One of them is an angel. We, I, I, It was kind of funny getting in the movie, like, when we get the voiceover explaining, like, that it's, uh, it's actually a lion cup that uh, Jean-Francois found in Africa. And it's like, the energy of that voiceover is very, like, original cut of Blade Runner. Mm, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know, I, you you could have even like not explained this to us by voiceover. You could have just like written one thing a dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Jean Francois, this you know, I, I thought that he was playing a fun character in this movie. Aside from, the, he's got a cool gun. Aside from the. The rape thing that he does, I, I, you know, obviously, yeah, very that's bad. That's not cool. That. I don't like uh, that. I don't we like. We will not hand it that. to him. But like, yeah. I don't know. I liked the guy's face. He was. He seemed to be chewing some scenery pretty decently. I, I always like yeah. when the guy does that. Yeah. He, he, uh, overall, I would say he was a a fairly enjoyable part of the film. We love it when someone is. We well, we love it when something is fairly enjoyable. <laughs> we love it when something is not a net negative. Exactly. Where did we leave off before the dog started yelling? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, this is gonna sound. This is gonna sound great. Sorry if there's a big jump in the podcast, folks. Uh, my dog started barking, and I had to wait for a good five to ten minutes for them to calm down. So I kind of lost my place in thinking. I should probably write something. I should probably get in the habit of writing things down about this. You'd think that doing this yeah. podcast for five years now, yeah, I would have learned something about it, but it's whatever. Yeah, this is one of those, like, 99th percentile episodes where, you know, everything goes wrong, but then you learn how to, like, not make it go wrong in the future. And, you know, you learn a valuable life lesson, and maybe you learn one or two things about yourself. I sure hope I learn a valuable life lesson about this shit. (laughs) (sighs) So, I guess the question that I'm asking now is, do you have anything else you'd like to say about um, Brotherhood of the Wolf? Uh, not really. I I mostly just wish there was, like, an edited version of it that, like, stripped out all the chaff. Yeah. Yeah. I... 
I just I just keep thinking about the fact that there's like the the compute the CG in this movie like I think the practical effects in this movie actually look quite good honestly right yeah um, yeah and I I don't want to sound like I'm one of those people who thinks that like CG is inherently worse than practical effects because it's it's not I've seen a lot of bad pra- I've seen a lot of bad practical effects I've seen a lot of good I've seen a lot of great CG and I know I say that every time but also it's like Come, when you stack when there's like those up close shots of what is clearly the practical effects of the mm-hmm. that, were, that were created by the Jim the the Jim Henson's creature shop, mm-hmm. um, like it looks really really good and just like the valley between the I, I I think that like jumping back to your Doctor Who comparison I think Doctor Who CG would look a lot worse if there was also like practical effects being used on the close ups. Like I think, yeah. I think having something else to compare it against is making it a lot more sour in my mind. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot like when it's it's like when you play a video game and like it's the difference between the cutscene that's yeah, pre-rendered, pre-rendered and then like the, the stuff that you the see. Play, yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I don't even want to fucking like. I feel weird skipping the ra- ratings, but like I don't know what I would give this movie. I give it like a two, two and a half. Two and a half is me being generous. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I, I know that I've like rated every like I guess I'd sit around like two and a half on this. I just feel like I I just feel like I internalize so little of this movie that like I don't same feel like right assigning it a number. Yeah, like literally as we were watching it, I was feeling like ah, I picked a bad movie to do a fear baiting on. Oh, there's there have been worse movies that fear baitings have been done on. Yeah, but like bad, bad for discussion. I feel like there have been worse. <laughs> Listen, nothing, nothing you can do for discuss. N- there is no worse movie for discussion than the time that we watched. Uh, 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 my brain just deleted that sentence from my mind. What the fuck was I even talking about? What movie? Uh, movies that are bad for discussing. Yes. Okay. C- yes. Um. The, I don't think Dead Ringers is an inherently bad movie for discussion, but I think Dead Ringers, when you if you watched it while imbibing a four loco, is in, is inherently bad for discussion. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we said, like I we don't I don't think this is a bad movie. It's just not a movie that leaves you with a lot to think about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we got some questions. So. Yeah, we got questions. Uh, first one from Scragrius at Groove and Gasly. What are your specs of the perfect werewolf spouse? Uh, all all werewolves are queens. Yeah, I, I I think that there is like like I think like werewolf wife is the like you can only get so bad like it's the pizza of wives like we're the worst in the worst case scenario she still turns into a wolf like yeah you know and uh, you know. If it's, you know, if she's a werewolf, then uh, that means you can probably be a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. There's no downsides. No downsides whatsoever. Uh, uh, so, other question from CU Space Indian, uh, at FlourishCaster underscore. Is there a good reason in movie for women to not be allowed in the Brotherhood of Wolves? There are women in the Brotherhood of Wolves. It's just, yeah. you know, the Brotherhood. Uh, Lepak, yeah. I mean, is is Lepak, like, is that brotherhood? Could be? I don't know. 
like I, I I think it's like a bit less gendered in the original French than it is in English. Like, yeah. I I I mean, even like I was called like the fraternity, but like even fraternity is like gendered because of you know frats and sororities and such. But like the the order of the wolf, I guess, would have probably been a slightly better tra- translation of this. But I, I'm not yeah, entirely probably. sure. Um, but there are women. Uh, also, mm-hmm. uh, on every side of the French Revolution would where wait. I think uh, okay. I think John meant to say on which side of the French Revolution would werewolves be? Um, yeah, rising up against the oppressor. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, would Team Jacob get the guillotine? I yes. No, no, no. Yeah. no. Team Jacob would not get the guillotine. I think they would. I think like they'd be like, they, but they'd probably go when like a uh, Robespierre went. Yeah. Yeah. God, that guy's name was Robespierre. Good, great, great name to say. Love that name. It, it, you know, Maximilian Robespierre. Good name. <laughs> name of the 1700s. Name of the 1700s, Maximilian Robespierre. Uh, so, now we're going to do some recommendations. Alright. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend uh, Dura Rara. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's a good show. You know, I've been watching uh, season two with uh, my friend Kara lately. Yeah, it's just a good, it's just a good show. If you liked Bakano, you'll also like this one. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be. Um, oh, were you waiting for me to say more about it? I yeah, I, I wanted to give you some space. Sorry. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's was... good. All right. Not cool. not to do. Well, <laughs> well, uh, uh, I I did want to say more about it, but I wasn't sure like how much it, I was supposed to. I mean, you can say more. You've heard the podcast before. Yeah, you know, it's it's good. Uh, season one's good. Uh, season two is good. Not to be like the, uh, not to do boss baby vibes type things, but like it does feel a lot. It does feel a lot like uh, Persona Five a little bit, mm-hmm. but in the in the sense that I feel like they were looking at it for uh, Persona Five. Yeah, it, it feels like if Persona Five had like Looney Tunes characters in it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I hope that was worth it. It was. Uh, so, we, uh, oh no, I have a recommendation to do. So, going into this recommendation, I I need you to be perfectly, I need everyone listening to be perfectly aware of how I Oh no, I know what this is. Yeah, I know you know know what what this is. Okay, okay, okay. I I, I get it, I get it. Fucking. I'm not going to make fun of you for it. I, I, I respect. Fucking... I I have a lot of respect for your uh, for your for your willingness to stand up for this piece of media. But so, <laughs> uh, on I don't know, like it would have been like Wednesday or, or Thursday night last week. Um, I was made aware that uh, rate your music. I love that I'm not. I don't frequent, but I am familiar of the type of people that go on rate your music. Um, rate your mucus. Uh, the Black Midi album that had been widely uh, uh, praised had been uh, was no longer number one in the standings uh, for best album of 2021. It had instead been overtaken by a different album, which... Uh, oh, the, what kind of album was this? The album was called Cutie Marks and the Ties That Bind Us by Violet Pony, and I 
As a former brony, uh, long renounced in my ways, I had a chuckle at this, because I was shut the fuck up. Don't you give me that I snicker. I didn't say anything. You, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that laugh. <laughs> so, I'm not judging you. I know you're... <laughs> So I, I, I was, literally, I, I opened up this episode talking about Steven Universe. So <laughs> true. I, I was amused by it, but um, and I went and listened to one of the singles from it, and uh, it was uh, a song that had happened across my timeline a couple of like a month or two ago that I remembered really liking, but I didn't look any further because I, I was. I, Listen, I, I if I see pony stuff in my day to day now, I try not to chase it down the rabbit hole for fear of falling through again. Um, mm-hmm. But I decided to give the, the album a good fair shake and just actually listen to the damn thing from start to finish. And no joking, no fooling, it is a genuinely excellent album, just musically. I think that. It is going to, and again, I need to be clear, I am perfectly aware of how I sound right now, saying that, hey guys, actually the Brony album is very good. Um, But it genuinely actually is. Like, there is some musicianship on display that I think is really, really, really impressive. I I think that there's like, it's it's got like shades of like Carly Rae Jepsen, shades of Porter Robinson, like hundred get. I mean, there's there's a lot of hyper pop out there. Not a lot. There's there is a good chunk of hyper pop on there. Some of it influenced by some of it clearly influenced by hundred gex. Some of it less influenced by hundred gex. From what I understand, there's there's even the fucking like Phoebe Bridgers ass sounding track on there near the end, and it fucking like. Just, I feel like I am doused in irony from day day in, day out. And I'm trying to be an earnest, as earnest a person as I can. Because I am fighting all... I I was a very irony-poisoned person for a long time in my life. And I'm trying to be better about this. And this album was just so refreshingly earnest and true to itself and fully heart on its sleeve. In a way that I just... it's It's just been really, really nice to listen to. I... I... <sighs> I think there is genuinely a lot here to be enjoyed, even if you do not have the connection with the with the base material that I do. If you if you were not a former brony, if you never watched an episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, I would still recommend at least like seeking out a single or two. Like listen to I'm gonna recommend like Antonymph or like uh, 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 Lesbian Ponies with Weapons. Those are like the two that I or like Bonnie. Bonnie I think Bonnie is a, a Bonnie is a fucking incredible track. I. <sighs> Anyways, Violet yeah. Pony, Cutie Marks and the Ties That Bind Us. Is it Cutie Marks? Is it In the Ties That Bind Us? Hold on, I want to make sure I get the album token. Yeah, Cutie Marks and the Things That Bind Us, rather. Uh, genuinely excellent album that I have been unable to stop listening to over the last couple of days. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your patience, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for your yeah. patience, you. And I'm not going to stop bothering you until you at least listen to that one song. <laughs> um, I, don't know. I, I I will try to find the inner strength that I need to uh to uh like, do this like, thing for you. Acting like she's too good for the horse album. I, I, I mm, mm. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm too good. I'm just saying that, like, you know, my, my life to this point has led a very, you know, I think it's led a fairly predictable line. 
You're af- you're afraid of you're afraid of falling into the hole, aren't you? That's that's not toothpaste that you can put back in the tube. Ah. <laughs> oh. Anyways, Neve, where can people find you online? Where, where do you want to? Do you want to? If you want to plug anything, uh, I'm on Twitter at Nickelwolf. Uh, I believe the same is also. Hang on. Fuck. What is my Letterbox username? I don't know. Letterbox is also Nickelwolf. Uh, my thoughts on this movie are a little more coherent on there. If if you're so desperate for that cutting, uh, pack de loop, uh. Uh, criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to find me, I'm sorry that I've been, I, 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 I'm genuinely sorry to both you and the listener that I have just been so absolutely scrambled on this episode. I didn't sleep very well. Uh, last we were night. same. And, so. and, this, and again, this movie just kind of washed over me. Um, yeah. God. Uh, I just also want to remind people that there is a big stream of fear-baiting content coming up. Um, we have a couple of regular episodes between now and uh, September, which is when uh, former guest Ryan will be coming back on for all of the Saw films for saw September. Um, well, all of the remaining Saw films that we haven't seen, so that's three through seven. Uh, and uh, then after that, we will be moving directly into Schlocktober. Uh, so, Gert... Get yourself ready for that. And then we're going to be taking a month off for November because fucking that's a lot of podcasting for me. And I'm, I'm also going to be starting a bunch of other projects between now and then. Uh, so we're, we're going, we're entering the content mines, folks. Um, One of those projects uh, could potentially, you know, feature someone else who's in this call on it. <laughs> Just possibly. Just um, Possibly. Do not consider this episode a pilot. A pilot for those. No. Consider, uh, consider that I, 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 do not. What the fuck am I even saying? Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is just one of those days. Yeah. Ugh. So. I'm on Twitter at SunHazGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Thank you to Blair, uh, my regular editor, at Blair Kitch on Twitter. Thank you to uh, people you meet outside of bars for our excellent intro and outro music. Find them on GayGothVibes.online. You can listen to the other podcasts that I do, such as The Wonder Years, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with the aforementioned Blair and friend Seda. Uh, there is Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast that I did with my friend Kay. We are currently on hiatus because there is no anime to talk about, but there's a movie coming out in a couple months, so we might have an episode then. Um, we have... Uh, I also do Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, an infrequently updated leftism podcast made by for and of the Terminally Online. Those are all hosted under noisebase.xyz, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, I plugged my Twitter. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash fearbaiting, uh, buck a month, basically a tip jar. Occasionally we get the episodes out early. If we do, you'll get them first. Five bucks a month, your name, name right on the show and a message on the show. And I actually have a message today Ooh, to read. Fancy. Um, and 10 bucks a month, you get to demand that we watch a movie. Um, so my message today comes from, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Michael Kaiser, who says, Hey, you guys should watch the car in 1977. And if you want a good home invasion movie, sudden fury in 1975 is really good too. I've been watching movies lately and I've never done that before. I hope this message, fi- I hope this massage finds you in good health. 
getting a lot of car vibes from this movie. Yeah. Um, thank you. My, my, uh, I, the $10 a month does let you only put in one movie, but Michael's been a, a $10 donor for, uh, like three ish, three plus years now of this show. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'll permit it. This, this is, this is permissible because no one else is even requesting a movie anyways. So, um, yeah, thank you very much also to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran and Paul Bechtel. We love you very much. Um, uh, uh, um, everything i feel like i did my i feel like i'm missing something it's whatever if i if i mess something up we'll get it in post yeah um is that everything is a question i think we've been asking ourselves a lot over this past hour so yeah uh so until next time i'm sarah i'm neve and remember you can put a fucked up guy anywhere good night everyone good night (laughs) 